0: Welcome to the Yard Card School podcast. I'm your host, Chris Andale. Today we're going to continue our eight part marketing series, and you will be joined by my co host, Brian Hill, aka Mr. Joyful. This marketing series is brought to you by Joyful Designs and the Yard Card Association. Joyful Designs not only has beautiful yard signs to help you with your business, But they also have wonderful marketing services such as business cards, postcards, door hangers, and don't forget about logo designs and helping you with your brand. Now, of course, we've got the Yard Card Association. We've got so many great trainings and tools and resources just for our paid members. Because one thing that we want to help you do is to grow your business and save you time and energy and Make it quicker and more convenient so that you don't have to pull your hair out and reinvent the wheel. Now, you can find both of us over at joyfuldesigns.trade and yardcardassociation.com. Also, before we get started, I want to let you know that we recorded tips number three and four at the same time, but we are breaking it up into two shows. So you'll have this tip number three and then look for tip number four as well as a separate episode. All right, I think it's time for us to dive in. Today's show is all about marketing postcards. We hope you enjoy it. Let's go.
1: Hi there, it's Chris Ann here with the Yard Card Association. Welcome back to our show. I've got Brian, aka Mr. Joyful with Joyful Designs, joining us again, and we are continuing our series, which is the eight-part marketing tips series. Hey, Brian, thanks for coming back and uh, talking to us some more
2: i'm excited to be back i'm excited to get into our tips today i think we've got a lot to talk about
1: we do we do so if you haven't already listened or watched our first two tips we talked about business cards and neighborhood canvassing and so go back and look for that show it would be the one just before this one now today we're going to talk about postcards and social media are you ready to uh, get going brian
2: i'm ready to get going let's dive right in awesome
1: so Just for everybody to know, what I'm doing is I'm actually reading the tip Um, back a couple of weeks ago, depending on when you're watching these shows, Brian and I put together this series and we did it on social media. So it was on Facebook and Instagram. And so from that, we decided to do a deeper dive training, which is what these shows are. So I'm going to read this tip to you. Number three, postcards. Maintaining a positive connection with clients is vital to keep a business successful. Research shows that 92% of customers trust a business based on positive word of mouth. Sending a thank you card with a hand signature regularly, when you do it regularly, simply puts you in good light. So what that means is people love it when they get a thank you card or some sort of postcard
2: in the mail? Yes. So that's a pretty high percentage. We all know that word of mouth is like the best referral system, right? But what postcards allow us to do, you know, we've said it before on the previous episode, is get that top of mind positioning. And so postcards, when we send them regularly, helps us get that top of mind positioning Um, I think a lot of people think of postcards as uh, just sales, 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 and it's got one job and it's, you know, that's the job of doing it. But your postcards are really not just getting that top of mind positioning, but they're also building trust in your business. They're seeing your name over and over again. They're building that relationship with it. And postcards are just a great way of keeping advertising costs down. Um, They're as cheap as business cards usually they're you know talking about per piece prices they're they're pretty cheap but they're a great way to market to your customer regularly to tell them about sales or tell them about new products or rebooking um doing thank you notes for with, for them uh just a what a really great way to build like repeat sales into your business um and i know a lot of people think about direct mail marketing right every door direct mail marketing how many of us have gotten like the uh car dealership eddms right where do those things go into the trash because we know it's junk mail postcards are usually not viewed in the same light as that uh usually we look at those things someone in the house looks at those things and even the study by the post office shows that a large majority of postcards are read by somebody in the house when they're used uh, correctly for advertising. And I think a lot of people relate postcards to those car dealership ones, just junk mail, right? But like, think about it. If it wasn't effective, it wouldn't get used. And we see that with not just car dealerships. But political with, campaigns. Yep, political campaigns. We have a... Uh, uh, a dentistry practice that's close to us we every quarter we get something from them we've never used them but every mm-hmm. quarter we get something from them and you know what i find myself doing every time looking to see what they're offering we're looking to see what service they're adding maybe i want to change i don't know at some point they're probably going to offer something and i'm probably really going to think about maybe i need to use them um you know or if i'm dissatisfied with who i'm using now i might change over to them simply because they've marketed to me so let me
1: ask you this do you know their name
2: Mm -hmm, it's stewart family dentistry
1: see right there you know their name there's there's brand recognition right there
2: yep simply because i get it every quarter and you know what i haven't gotten it this quarter i will get something before summer is out that tells me whatever their summer special is and i bet you I bet you it'll be a tooth whitening. I bet you they'll have some sort of special on tooth whitening for the summer because you got to be ready for the beach.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so, it, and like you said, there's so many ways to use postcards and there's not a one size fits all and you can do. So in the last episode, you you gave us a little bit of schooling about paper. Will you talk about paper again a little bit with postcards and, and the the glossy and the non-glossy and some of that?
2: Oh, that's a good one. So um, you still want for postcards. So a lot of people do a couple of different things. You can do a hundred pound. Uh, there's a difference between pound paper and point paper. Point paper is a little more rigid, kind of like cardstock. People tend to call it cardstock, even though it's not hundred pound paper. It's cardstock as well, 120 pound. Um, but you've got to think about this. Business cards aren't going through the mail, but postcards are. So you really need the thickest stock that you can get, uh, which is that 16 point uh, paper, which is what we recommend for business cards as well. You could go with something thicker, like an 18 point, but that adds weight. And sometimes that pushes you over the um, weight limits with the United States Postal Service. So yes, I know
1: you've got one ounce, just FYI, you get one ounce. Use your, use your kitchen scale for that.
2: Yes. And so like, And you want to be, postcards are about a specific size. If you were doing like an Every Door Direct Mail, um, there's size requirements for those. For postcards, it's four and a quarter by five and a half. Um, They have to be designed a little bit bigger than that so that you can cut them down to full bleed. Full bleed just means that the color goes all the way to the edges. Uh, And so all of that adds weight to it. But when you have the size right and you have the weight right, then you can qualify it for a postcard stamp and a postcard stamp. I believe prices just went up or 20 cents per postcard. And so if you want to mail that, you can, um, I know, I think you do it a little bit differently than that, but we, we mail all our postcards. It's just, it's just easier for us. So we have, um, and this is another podcast where we're, we're going to have like 50 different things we need to do together. Uh, but like, Part of our standard operating procedures is after uh, we pick up that day, we come back and we, we have our thank you postcard and we fill it out. The front side's gloss, the back side is matte, and on the back side, I put my special code on there so that I know when they rent again so that I can then, you know, know which service that I need to market to them the second time. And so um, have it matte on the back for a specific reason. It's sixteen point gloss, so I know the front side's gonna get there uh, you know, in crisp, clean condition because that mail sorter is gonna be rough on it, but the front side's gonna look good. The back side's gonna look really good. Um it may be a little scratched up, but they've got that hand handwritten code on the back. They know that somebody, not just a machine, has touched that card. And that the address will be handwritten on there as well. So uh, you know, I'm using it that way. And I'm even so like if somebody booked uh, in May this year, in April of next year, I'm sending out another postcard and that postcard says, hey, it's been a year. It's time to rebook for your special date. And you'll have a special code on it as well so that I know what I need to do when I'm interacting with that customer.
1: Exactly. And I'm going to interject on that one. If you did let's say a 17th birthday in June for a customer, you better believe when March or April rolls around, it would be a great time to send them a graduation postcard because they probably have a grad in the house.
2: That's right. And And we do the
1: same thing for babies, which I've done for many, many, many years for 21, 22 years now, when there is a new baby, guess what? That baby will be turning one a year later. And so, guess what? They're going to want to do something special, and it's a matter of, and we can we can talk about how to keep your customers' information together. But make sure you know, look back on your calendar at a minimum. Keep a Google Calendar. You can look back at it twelve months at a time, and boom, you've got these customers, and they're going to appreciate that you remembered.
2: Mm-hmm. That goes a long way. Oh yeah, like fifteen-year-old turning sixteen. You know they're going to be learning. Uh, to drive or getting you know, their driver's license, they're going to want to celebrate that. How can you use that to your advantage? You know, or uh, maybe you're offering some kind of, uh, not necessarily card, but like a keepsake that's new that you need to let them know about. I mean, there's, there's just so many different lists. Like you're going to have a general list that you generally market to, right? But I have, we have lists that or for like people who always order keepsakes, or you need a list for people who, you know, are, are specific repeat buyers. And that needs to be its own thing. That's your VIP
1: list. Yeah. That's your bread and butter.
2: Like you'll, this will morph as it grows. You know, the important thing is to start somewhere. Um, And once you start somewhere, then you'll start figuring out uh, this is who I need to send things to each time. But at a minimum, we always send a thank you card. We always send a rebooking card. And then as, um, as you know, they repeat or other things happen, we add them to other lists to do it for, you know, whether it's repeat sales or, or, or whatnot. But you, you definitely should be keeping up with it. First birthdays are huge. You know, like, I remember our first, like, especially first kids first birthdays like yes. that's there's there's money to be made there 16th birthdays there's money to be made there graduation yeah absolutely. all those milestones
1: absolutely and i ha- and i have customers from when i did their stork back when the baby was born first birthday and then maybe a fifth or a seventh birthday double digits 10 birth- 10th birthday new teenager 13th birthday sweet 16, 18th birthday, and graduation, right? And so this is a customer lifetime value worth. And with that, I do occasional keepsakes with a stork, but there's a new baby, somebody, they love the keepsakes for babies. Mm -hmm. And so I know when I do that, there's this opportunity. Now I want to switch gears for a second. The other thing I like to do with postcards is, Basically, we'll also use them as a separate, like a giant business card Mm -hmm. because it shows it's got more real estate. And so I can show more of my most popular designs. And that's something that's super important is to show your most popular ones, not the obscure ones that are super niched down that isn't going to appeal to as many people. You want to show some birthdays. If you're doing a general card, you're going going to want to show some birthdays. And you've got some real estate and there's times like business cards are always, always, always going to be useful. There's times when a postcard and you could if you're not going to mail them, you can do double sided gloss, right, Brian, you can do right. but double sided
2: with cloth. Mm-hmm.
1: Then I can tell you that can be a spectacular marketing piece when you're going somewhere.
2: Yeah. And you can do them double sided gloss if you're mailing them. But the problem is, uh, writing that address on there right like I've learned that hard way. yeah you could use an address sticker or something like that on there but I've done that. Like, <laughs> but that hand reading handwriting on there goes like so much farther it but does. um and like you can use the postcards like the way you're using them are it's kind of like business cards and kind of like flyers at the same time right like mini wow. flyers but think wow. about the way you're using your business uh, your postcard. I would be more likely to put your postcard on my fr- refrigerator because it's small if it has a reason for me to keep it on there. Right. Right. So as long as cause you're talking about real estate, if you're giving me a reason to put that on my fridge, it's small enough. I'm going to do that. But I yeah. did that with an eight and a half by 11 flyer. Nope. No, And I'm not like, going
1: to do it with a door hanger either.
2: Yeah. There's like 900 other things on my fridge that like... My fridge space is too valuable, but if it's something small and I say, hey, I need to keep this for a couple of months, that sucker's going right on the fridge.
1: Yeah. You would be amazed. I've had people call me three years later and of course I'm like, and they're like, oh yeah, I've had your card. And I'm like, I remember, I mean, I haven't given out that card in three years. And they're like, well, I knew I wanted to do that for the 16th birthday and I just held on to it and it's been in my, in my office drawer, my desk drawer. And I'm like, wow, so it's you small. never know because yeah. it's small enough, but they could see it. Yep. And so the older I get, my eyes aren't as good. And you'll and you'll see me here as we're doing this. You know, I'm kind of squinting at my phone and trying to read things. And so I now understand that from some of my clients who have talked about how much they appreciate my font size being big on certain things, my, on my marketing material. And, and that's just something I was taught in journalism and marketing classes back in the day. And now as I'm older, I appreciate it more. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to make sure that font's big enough to read.
2: So uh, two things I'd like to say right quick, which is uh, to go along with what you're saying. So uh, postcards and business cards, when they go in that drawer or they go in that refrigerator, every time they're looked at, that's a touch point, right? And we've talked about you need six of those really to get that top of mind position and then you have to continue to do it. Every time for that three years, how many times did they pull that drawer open and look at that card and bam, you're back up on top again. And so um, now for that one, you know, you've got that business off of that one. Maybe there were some that threw it away, but that one kept opening that drawer. And if one did, how many others did? And then as far as going about font, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that I see that people make when choosing that font is going too small because they think it looks proportionate to the other writing. Now, one of the things that we double check on is you do not want a font smaller than 10. And you really don't want 10, but you don't want a font smaller than 10. Well, why is that? Do you know, uh, now we're not worried about like it being a legal document, right? But this is something to consider. If a font is smaller than 10, it is not considered legally to be readable. And so going by, is it proportionate to the others? It's not a great way to design a card. And that's not how we design them. We make sure that that card is readable. We make sure that the fonts maybe are proportionate. So some things are more important than others, but you're not going to see a font that's smaller than 10. And if you're using a system where maybe it's a templated system, sometimes they'll let you go a whole lot smaller than 10 point font.
1: Yeah. And then that's no good. And I, you know, like I said, I didn't appreciate it. And so if your customers most of your customers are at least thirty or older, and I'm going to guess a whole bunch of them are forty and up. And it's a, it's a real thing for so for everybody that's listening or watching that's under forty, you may not quite appreciate that. So just just take my word on it. <laughs> it's a real thing, and so and you just want it re- readable as well, and you right. you don't want cute color. I mean, you can. You know, Brian, they do a great job with their designing, but if you're ordering something on Vista Print or Rush Flyers or some of the other places where you, you know, just pay attention to that because that's a really great point. If they let you go down to four, you know, a four-size font, that might squeeze in there, but nobody's going to be able to read it.
2: Oh, yeah. Script looks great until you can't read it. And most people, uh, older folks, especially if they're doing it for their grandchild, they can't read the script fonts. And so... They're great because they say, oh, I can get this done quickly, easily. I don't need any help. But they don't give you the um, the knowledge that comes with, like, designing these things, right? So it's a quick, convenient, um, you know, microwave solution. But, like, you need to know the additional things. Script fonts can look really great, and they're usable in certain situations. But, man, you don't want it uh, where... You need their info. You need the website information, but they'll let you put it there. Like you need to make sure that your business card or your postcard is readable and understandable and clear and has the focus in the right spots.
1: Absolutely. Now let me ask you this because I know Joyful does business cards. Do you also design postcards?
2: We do. We we design postcards um, as well, and we'll work with you on that. If we already have your marketing information, we will make it match. Um, It is very, very, very important that your branding matches across all of your products, right? Whether it's a postcard, whether it's a business card, whether it's a door hanger, whether it's social media, you want that branding to match. Because like they at first glance, after they've learned who you are at first glance, you want them to say, oh, this is, you know, so and so. And they know who you are, because if you've become a valuable product in their mind, they're going to continue to read what's on there. If not, they're going to toss it.
1: Absolutely. And I know one of my members and one of your customers, Crystal, you did a great new logo, a design for her. And what I think of her is a blue butterfly. Oh, yeah. I know. That's what's going to start with her. With my local business, I am known as the Flamingo Lady. You better believe I have a Flamingo in everything I do. And what that has done throughout the years is I will have customers who are like, oh, my gosh, I saw this Flamingo thing. They will snap a photo and send it to me because they thought of me. Mm hmm. I was out at a butterfly garden and I saw I had a blue butterfly literally on my hand because I saw it and I immediately thought of Crystal. Yep,
2: that's so. that's the way that's the way branding and marketing is supposed to work, though. And sometimes like. I'm, I'm not going to talk about any specific site, but like they'll let you choose uh, something that isn't specific to you. It might go with your category of business, but it's not specific towards you and so those aren't really logos right that's not really branding it kind of tells people what you do but uh and kind of introduces you and there's nothing wrong with those but like you need a card a flyer a postcard that is specific to you like when people think of joyful designs and a joyful designs product there is an image in mind we are marketing towards a specific customer and that's the same way that you should be doing your business is marking towards a specific customer and them wanting to do, uh, wanting to work with you. Um, if you have a card and let me just say it like this, like we'll like we're, I don't know, we're pretty laid back, maybe more than we should be. I don't know, <laughs> but we'll work with you. Like if you need your logo remade, uh, some people have logos that are very uh, pixelated. Um I'm share a quick story uh just to kind of prove a point here so there's a customer that we worked with that uh their logo There was nothing wrong with their logo they had a good logo right but the person who made their logo for them um they brought different google images right and some of the google images were not meant to be used like that right but they didn't know like not i don't think everything like that is done intentionally they didn't know their new business um the person who made their card was trying to help them out. And so they had Google Images on there that weren't legal Google Images to use. And they had some pixelated images and the logo was too small. And so that, there were a lot of issues that needed to be worked out. So uh, my wife, who is wonderful with design, was able to take it and uh vectorized the image which means it was scalable at all different sizes so now they can use it for postcards they can use it for business cards they can use it for flyers they can use it for letterheads they can use it for whatever they need to use it for and uh was able to actually find the image that had been used and then now we have the rights to use the image so that's awesome all in one problem solution we'll work with you i can't say like that project took a little time, probably a little longer than they wanted, but like we can fix it for you. Like, you know, as long as we can work together, we can fix it for you. We try to be your solution for what you need because we have been there and we know what it's like trying to get everything together.
1: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's that's an amazing story that she was able to recreate it like that and make it so much better. And that's something that people don't quite realize is what a vector file is versus a JPEG or a GIF or a PNG and, uh, or a PDF actually. Um, So many of us use Canva and you have all these different file types and, you know, we need to do something where we educate some people on that. But bottom line is make sure it's done and it's readable. And if, if somebody is looking to get some postcards made, you can definitely help them with that.
2: Yeah, we'll definitely help you, you know, from anything you need from a redesign to, you know, getting it vectorized to, I mean, just reach out to us, drop us a line. Uh, everybody likes messaging Chris State on Facebook. You're just however you need to get in touch with us. We'll, we'll help you any way we can.
1: That's awesome.